2: Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of the United States of Movie Podcast, the movie podcast that makes Monday fun day because it's the movie podcast. For movie fans, by movie fans, well, every week we try to find one movie to represent each state in these United States, and I couldn't even fathom doing it alone, so of course I have my amazing co-host with me, Ryan Sandler, Will Hirsch, great. welcome back.
3: Oh, it's great to be here, man. I think we picked some really, uh,
0: really steamy movies for this episode. <laughs> Just loving hanging out in my movie swamp. Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) But also, special guest today. We won't won't be able to take on South Carolina alone. So now we officially get to crown our first all-star guest because you're a returning guest. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back Beth Troutman. Hello. Hello, Beth.
1: Like 45 minutes of tech issues and trying to figure out how to make microphones and headphones work. I'm here. I'm definitely
2: going to start an alternate podcast, which is just Beth trying to figure out how to do stuff on her computer, because that was 40 minutes of comedy.
1: (laughs) It was actually really good. I'm, I'm not mad at it. Oh,
2: well we were very entertained now the, uh, the the state that we're taking down or at least going to try to take down this week on the show is south carolina now we had beth on for the north carolina episode that was excellent and you said if we're doing south carolina we got to bring you back so we did, um, in this particular case, though, so we switched things up a little bit differently. I picked a movie, Will and uh, Ryan picked a movie and you picked a movie and I have to be honest, we had quite the selection. So the movie that I uh, brought to the table is one that's really close to my heart. Um A movie that when I was younger very much kind of said, Ollie, you should move to America and live in a small town of like a thousand people. And Oh, that's exactly what I'm doing right now. Uh, the 1991 movie, Doc Hollywood, Michael J. Fox, Judy Warney, Woody Harrelson, Bridget Fonda, um, directed by Michael Caton Jones, um, who's not a very familiar name, but directed Memphis Belle, one of my favorite movies, Rob Roy. And guys, a little connection to our California Challenge episode. He also directed Basic Instinct 2. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: oh, well... Yeah. I didn't Ugh. realize there was a basic instinct yeah.
2: too. Yeah. Right.
3: Neither did best. Sharon Stone and she's in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They both turned <laughs> us down for this episode,
2: so. <laughs> <laughs> but um but it got even more interesting though, because um Ryan, Will, you guys were kind of in a mind meld of what you wanted to do. The movie that just immediately, when you heard South Carolina, you went towards it. What is the movie that you guys brought to the table?
3: We we pulled an almost like Wonder Twins Activate kind of situation where (laughs) we both said the movie at the same time. And it was kind of like that bit in Step Brothers where they're like, did we just become best friends? (laughs) And uh, oh boy, that was a mistake. So uh, okay. oh, we we picked uh, Will, if you will, Swamp Thing. Yes, not Man the original. Thing. Don't the get original. confused with
0: Man Thing. The, the which original, is almost identical. Not, Swamp not Thing, the, not the sequel with uh,
2: Heather Locklear. The original. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the 1982 original, which I didn't realize, written and directed by Wes Craven, uh, which was certainly fascinating, uh, starring Adrienne Bourbeau, uh, Ray Wise, uh, Louis Jourdan, and Dick Duroc, which is mm-hmm. the most porn star sounding name I've ever heard in my entire life.
1: <laughs> Thank you. That's yep. the first thing that I thought. I was like, "Is this a am I like Is this a porn version that I'm watching?"
3: And <laughs> you could you could argue that the quality of this movie is late eighties porno quality.
1: It is it, storyline, dialogue, all yeah. of it.
3: Yeah.
2: I'm completely the, wardrobe, nonsensical the costumes, topless scene. You know, it's yeah. just like you know what I want to do in this swamp: get naked. And I, this movie I'm... was rated PG. <laughs> <laughs> it was. There was actually, actually, it was when it was released in Europe, right? But then they accidentally released, when they did the DVD, the unrated international cut got accidentally mm. printed. And it was yeah. years before some mum found out and said made a complaint and they had to reissue it in the early 2000s. Random fact I was reading on the internet.
3: They had to they had a roto, rotoscope uh, Swamp Thing's genitals out of every show. <laughs> it was troubling. So
2: expensive. Yeah. But if you think... That, that couldn't get any more horny. Uh, <laughs> Chapman. Charmin, I have to be honest, like all of your movie choices that you brought to the show so far do have a latent horniness to them. What is the movie you <laughs> the <laughs> the brought to the Don't table?
1: <laughs> well, I, I had options. Um, one of the options was The Abyss, by the way, which I yeah. guess doesn't really represent South Carolina because it happens underwater and it's like sci fi, um, but shot in South Carolina. Um, I, I also brought the notebook to the table. And we were like, no, no, no.
3: screw that. Move That's on. That's not what the fans want. They want obscure nonsense. Instead, Everyone's we, talked about the notebook. I love,
2: yeah. I love that Beth is already, and if you're listening at home, the reticence with which Beth is like on her face right now, she doesn't want to like admit she's seen this movie. But at the same time, It is, it is, I can't wait to talk about it. Come on, bring it on. I never even heard about this movie until you mentioned it. Never.
1: Oh, and and, and I saw this movie in the theater um, when I was a kid. Of course. Uh, It's called Shag. (laughs) Which And Mm -hmm. it's... It's not the British kind of shag, Ollie. It is a beach dance that was started so that people could dance and hold a cocktail in their hand at the oh.
2: Venue. Okay. Oh. Well, so look. I mean, let's be honest, because last time you 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 also brought dirty dancing. This is kind of like. Is there a theme? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like it's exactly the same plot. A bunch of teenage girls, and it's not it's not quite filthy dirty dancing. It's like you know, it's like missionary position dancing. I guess
0: it's like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> real vanilla dancing yeah
2: um for those of you that haven't seen it which is probably i mean quite a few of you uh it's a 1988 movie uh directed by zelda baron um but it stars uh my teen crush uh phoebe cates still honestly phoebe if you're watching this hit me up um she's just the most amazing um bridget fonda again so she's in two of our movies yeah. um and Anna by
1: Beth- the way she's the same character in both of these pretty movies. much yes. I, had to put that out there. I was going okay. to say that yeah pretty much okay okay, okay. Oh, sorry identical. i didn't mean to
2: interrupt no don't worry um then we've <laughs> yeah. got um annabeth gish as the morbidly obese character putt disgusting <laughs> disgusting <laughs> horrifying <laughs> to look at as you boys. <laughs> and Paige hannah um yeah but we've got to get into that because all of us are on the text head going what the hell is going on with this fat character like everybody yeah. calls her pudge you know what
0: we're doing it we're gonna start with shag let's get into it yeah. we're talking shag no, right now good yeah. idea we're, to-
3: we're talking pudge right now
0: <laughs> we're gonna yeah talk they- her name is literally pudge and yeah. i texted you guys around- she is the same size as bbk yeah. she mm-hmm. is a size two at like wet seal it's crazy. so i don't understand like what they're talking about in this movie. it is i can understand it was trying to make a point or if, if like, I, I don't, I yeah. genuinely don't know.
2: It was, what was weird to me is that it's like, it was the, it's kind of like those stories, like she's the man or something, or like, a. oh no, what's the one where it's like, it's the ugly girl that's actually pretty, you know, that she oh, takes she's off her that. glasses. She's all that. Yeah. yeah. She's, the, sorry, she's all that. My she combs crush? her hair. Yeah. And it's like, oh, there was a pretty girl inside. It's like, it's it's the fat girl who had to realize she was a skinny girl the entire time. And when she realizes it, so does everyone else. Yeah. I'm like. What is? It was some magic spell of some kind. It was so (laughs) peculiar. This
3: movie gave me an eating disorder. I mean, it opens with (laughs) like this. This first of all, just to say, like I had never heard of this movie, and it's not an easy movie to find. Like Will, you had to go on a like an an excursion to get a DVD of it, right?
0: I I literally went to a video rental store. We still have them in LA, and uh, my favorite video store just reopened. And I like that on Thursday, and I was like, hey, I need to find this specific movie, and they had it. I was,
2: I was looking everywhere for it. It is unrentable. It is unfindable. I eventually found someone had uploaded it in two parts, the daily motion. There was like a 40 minute and then a 50 minute. But it was, and I'm guys, I mean, it, I, maybe I hate this movie a bit more because every eight minutes, there was a minute and a half of adverts and it was all Verizon. Uh, so That's it's actually like,
3: the Z- the Zelda director's cut of Shag. the end, she, she yeah. uploaded it.
2: <laughs> At the end of it, I've never hated a company more in my life. Oh, I'm like, oh, I'm so angry because I'm just trying to get through. There's even five minutes left in the movie. Cuts to the commercial. Oh, come yeah. on, I just want to finish this piece of <laughs> this, this movie. Okay, the plot. We're very famous on this podcast, Beth, for for forgetting to talk about the plot. Um. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a paper thin plot Let's be honest Four girls Fourteen girls um, Three of them Basically band together With a dastardly plan To make Phoebe Cates Cheat on her Fiance So one of the other ones Can hook up with her That's not the actual plot But that is actually The plot of this movie yeah. Yeah,
3: you're much.
1: right. That is the the plot of the movie. I mean, it's basically it's teenage girls who just graduated from high school in 1963, South Carolina, and they tell their parents they're going to Fort Sumter. Um, right. But instead they go to Myrtle Beach for a lot of shenanigans and. Uh, immediately end up on the grand strand which is ocean boulevard which was actually shot on ocean boulevard in myrtle beach and i was just down in myrtle beach that's awesome. uh and that's exactly because we used to go as teenagers and when i was a girl they um I mean, i'm still a girl but when i was <laughs> a younger a younger girl <laughs> And uh, that actually still happens, or at least it did in the 90s, where you would cruise in these traffic jams up and down Ocean Boulevard and like hang out the windows and talk to the boys. And the weirdest thing is the first time I ever did it, my mom was driving the car. Oh, no. You're all like hanging out the window and waving at the cute high school boys. Did you experience them shaking up beer
3: bottles and spraying the car with beer? Yeah. Um, Waving Confederate (laughs) flags.
1: Um, you know, the that I think that's why the movie isn't available, honestly, um, in more places because the the use of the Confederate flag is so kind of like ubiquitous, I, right? I Throughout ten, the entire ten, movie, oh
3: I was ten minutes into this movie and I'd seen so many Confederate flags that I was genuinely scared for when a black character was gonna show up. I'm like, oh, uh, no, yeah, it,
2: but it did take full on an hour and thirty minutes for that to actually happen. That Ocean Boulevard scene, yeah. I was playing Wells Waldo for anyone that wasn't white, yeah. and I was like. I lost that game. (laughs) There was more flags than people. (laughs) 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 I mean,
1: and honestly, I think that that it's strange, like thinking back about growing up in, in the 80s in, you know, North and South Carolina, Myrtle Beach was our vacation spot. Um you know when we were really young we associated the Confederate flag with the Dukes of Hazard yeah. you know it was on the front of their yeah. car and the the General Lee car and mm-hmm. I don't think that we were quite aware of how much that flag represented an absolute right. other ideology yeah. and and the, so I I and it it's makes shifted. me sad now it's yeah though.
2: So that's the thing is because it has shifted in the last sort of 15 years or so that's sh- the shift has happened that it's kind of like now you you it's seen with a negative connotation. Whereas when this movie was made, not at all. It was just representative of the South. Like, I say, it's the generally. Have I ever told you my day, my idea? If I ever win the lottery, I'm going to buy myself a 1970s Dodge Charger. I'm going to make it up exactly like the one from the Dukes of Hazard, but I'm putting the um, the Union Jack uh, nice. on top instead, and I'm going to call it the Generally. Yeah. <laughs>
1: just <laughs> generally. <laughs> just <the> generally. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually so I ever win
2: the lottery, first thing I'm doing. Um, yeah, the thing is, yeah, this movie it was so funny because I sent, I was like, we're all like, we had a text thread going, all four of us, and I started watching Shag, and I'm like, guys, in 30 seconds in, and I think it's already a hate crime because it's yeah. like, even the logo, The logo,
3: yeah, it's, the logo has the Confederate <laughs> yeah. flag watermarked in the background. You know what you're getting into. And, um, uh, this so movie I is think,
0: sponsored by the Confederacy. Yeah, there, there's, a,
3: there's a number of Confederate flag bikini dances in this film. Oh, it's yeah. got oh, it all. oh my god, it's and, got it all.
1: and it's a really weird bikini dance where she does like a split and waves her flags and she has tiny little confederate flags yeah. that she waves mm-hmm. along with the flags and i grew up in the south in beauty pageants and so all of this maybe hit a little too close to home and you know <laughs> i was a size two when they called me Pudge. so <laughs>
2: yeah this is this is the thing i was watching this movie and i was saying the same thing sort of like to Misses as well but i was like is because well you know this is very Bethel. This is like, you know, she did. Like, when I met Beth, you know, she used to do beauty pageants before she ran for office, before she got on television. You know, all of these accents. I was like, I was watching the movie going, oh, I can't wait to talk to Beth.
3: <laughs> just like, just so, so at what point did you decide to get rid of your um, Confederate flag swimsuit?
1: <laughs> um I, I, I've never had that. I promise I've never had one. Maybe my parents might have bought me one when I was a kid, but I have no memory of that. We did. They did have um like Dukes of Hazard style floats that you bought at Wings at Myrtle Beach. And I had one and it was like a it was orange. and had like the Confederate flag on it, you know, and we're like hanging out in the pool and we're running yeah. waves in Myrtle Beach. It was it was a thing that we just didn't have um enough i guess and we well and like you said ali it really has shifted a lot and like awareness of that has shifted a lot in the in the in the last um decade and a half last two decades but thinking back about it now and i know when you know better you do better and i know that you can't hold somebody to today's standards when they're in the 1980s right. but it still feels it still feels uncomfortable right it feels like we um didn't know enough or that we weren't thoughtful enough or that right. um we weren't considerate enough or that we uh allowed some kind of nostalgia to take place of the actual representation of mm-hmm. what the flag was yes. and, and think, there's something heartbreaking about that
2: oh for sure i mean it's like you know it's uh i think the dukes of hazard had a big part about it i think it's just it's oh, always yeah. just that thing you know and it's like you know internationally i'm like that's I always knew it as that's the flag from that cool car in that awesome yes. show. That they just jump when it's like it's awesome, but watching right. it think, through race tinted glasses. Right.
0: <laughs> I think the other kind of important thing to remember is so this movie takes place in 1963, which right. would have been a hundred years after the Civil War. So I think what you hit on with the nostalgia is for that time there was probably a lot of like, hey, it's the centennial since you know the yeah, Civil War fair. ended. And so a lot of that had probably started to come back and just people not being critical.
2: Look at of it you with the highbrow oh, history yeah. knowledge right there. I want to get to the shaggy. Uh,
3: <laughs> I did have a question maybe for Beth, like this whole Fort Sumter thing, like what is that and why is it such a hot spot for young young women to go to Fort Sumter?
1: It is not a hot place for the young women to go. It is, I mean, it's the place where the Civil War Um, and it is a a beautiful, uh, if you're a fort dork, which I, I am, my husband and I have visited (laughs) places, hashtag fort dork. I actually got it. My husband proposed to me at a fort called the, the, um, what's called the dry tortugas off of uh, key West. Anywho, um, it's where, uh, because it's where the civil war started. it, It is a place that people do enjoy going to tour, um, no young girl that's why the yeah. parents are like oh we're so proud of our daughters okay. they graduated they're going to soak in southern history and the history of the civil war and they then sneak off to myrtle beach
3: i love they get to that apex where it's the street sign and it just says myrtle beach or fort Sumter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
0: uh, the so <laughs> it's ridiculous. I,
1: don't think, I don't think that sign is actually real Although it may have been back then Now there are some highways that lead to Myrtle Beach But you used to have to take back roads I mean, I was watching the the driving And I was thinking, wow, that does look like What it felt like driving to Myrtle Beach when I was a kid now, they Now It's a ragtag
2: group We've got... Ruby oh, yeah. Kate's character is the secretly wild virgin um, Which I just... I've got, I can't wait to get into that one um, Bridget Fonda is the preacher's daughter Which is just such a fantastic cliche especially when she's like dancing with the confederate flag oh my like, god it's too hard between horny. her is legs so slossing, was it? yeah i was i was <laughs> genuinely fascinated by that scene it's
1: it's very Papa Don't Preach. Yeah, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. And then she even that, ha-
2: looks like Madonna or like Marilyn Monroe. She's got the little,
1: yeah.
0: you know the, the yeah.
2: birthmark. Mm-hmm. And then you've got um Paige Paige Hannah is um is the the conservative senator's daughter as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And it
2: so it's kind of like it's it's a combination of like you know you take Dirty Dancing, you take a little bit of American Pie, and then you shake yeah. it up with some of that American graffiti. And then just like throw it out there, and it's like, all right, there you go. We got ourselves a movie. Let, let's let's rock and roll. Um, I have to be honest. I did spend quite a lot of this movie checking to see how long was left.
3: <laughs> oh my god, I definitely I definitely checked out forty five minutes towards the end of this film. like, <laughs> but you I know, was
0: all game for like, Pudge's story.
3: Watching all of these movies, I kept preparing myself from like something. Really horrific is going to happen, like a sexual assault, or just something like the way these characters mm-hmm. are set up, and the movie just kind of ends. Like they dance well, for a bit, and
2: hang on, you're you're skipping over and... at, at, um, at the beginning of the second act how Bridget Fonda goes off with some guy. And when he does try to sexually assault her, right. she is rescued by two women who then waterboard her with whiskey well, and assault her. And I'm like, well, and, and, wow, yeah, they're not the res- fan re- in, re- the
3: rescue her. I don't think they were rescuing her. They were following her because they left with their man, and they just happened to carry two fucking bottles of shaving cream just in case the situation should arise.
1: <laughs> like, and then to top it all off, she wins. That one of those girls wins the beauty contest. Yeah. She's the one in the in the Confederate flag bikini. Yeah. Oh, who yeah. Yeah. Dances oddly.
0: Yeah. And her I
1: friend, who's so.
3: kind of, but not really Rizzo from Greece. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. That's real. Nailed it's it. Is that
1: actually Stalker Channing, but looks like her?
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she's also secretly 40 playing a fifth 17 year old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, there were so many different moving parts. The, the sort of the the essence of it is is that, kind of like uh, Ryan, you mentioned earlier that while they are cruising in traffic, um, this other guy, Buzz, great name, there's Buzz and Chip. They spent five seconds thinking about these character names. Yeah. But he entrances the ladies by spraying them with beer and then kind of harassing them. And they're
0: like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I, man, it it works. I took,
3: I, I took it in my notes. Another another movie where men are horrible <laughs> <laughs> and, and the women can't get enough.
1: <laughs> well, and then, oh, for sure.
0: It's, go, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Um, I, I thought for sure that um Buzz was going to like be be a murderer of some kind. Like he yeah. gave off such serial killer like energy at the very beginning. He's just yeah. dead-eyed staring at them. I'm like this guy's going to be a problem. And then it's the rest of the movie spent time like trying to like walk that back and be like, yeah. "Oh no, this, you know, dude, this a, guy a, he's he's very I, I, sweet. Don't worry about that's it."
3: I was saying I kept waiting for something really bad to happen although the movie was just so lighthearted that it Nothing super tragic really yeah. did, you know, like.
2: It- it is i mean i can see why like i can see why why young teen beth's like this movie i can see why girls of the south like this movie i can see why it's a fun sort of rock, rock, like fun. watch but at the same time there are things that when you just sit there and think about it for a second you're like yeah. what and it's it, like, pretty like, it's pretty low stakes you know like phoebe yeah Obviously, very yeah. low stakes in a way but like phoebe kate's character what i love her her journey is fascinating because she basically gets kidnapped by the other three they lie she doesn't want to she's the one getting she's gonna marry harvey or something like that it's something right uh, Harley, Huttley, i think um, yeah, something, and then yeah. Harley. Yeah. Harley. That's harley harley, she gets That's right. harley. That's what it is. by buzz and then it gets to this point where like they've they've decided to to use the uh the senator's daughter's the senator's house their vacation home for a big party and uh, she ends up on the boat with buzz and it literally to the point of like with the moment where she's like it gets to the point of you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna cheat on my fiance and i'm gonna sleep with yeah. you is she has right. the moment where she just goes um don't tell anybody and then that's it. Yep. You know what? Just don't tell anyone. Let's let's have sex. And then maybe then, maybe the
3: the least interesting character in this movie.
2: But then, well, because yeah. for me the yeah. whole movie is about Pudge and Chip. Um, right. But the uh, but no Phoebe Kate's character. Then literally five minutes after after being deflowered, she's like just suddenly she's got wild crazy hair and she's like I'm wild and yeah. I'm like it's just unlocked all this, this. latent horniness in her and I'm like dude, come on, you were like. It's been yeah. five minutes. she, like, she goes from
3: virgin ago. to 100 and like one yeah. one evening. It's went, insane. Yeah.
2: From Papa don't preach to just actual yeah. Madonna. But <laughs> my
3: favorite, my favorite little side story is Bridget Fonda's character fawning over Frankie Valentine, yeah. the, uh, the the Rex Manning of their day. <laughs> and they decide who, who's also like all these characters are very sheltered and kind of prudish, but so they're they're all through this movie, they're all able to like la- like, uh, re- like lash out and kind of explore. And they get him back to the house after this thing. And Bridget Fonda is fawning over him the entire movie. She does her, you know, her, her, um her little, her show piece where she's uh, doing a Gone with the Wind monologue. And she comes down and she looks absolutely stunning. And Frankie looks at her and goes, she'll do. <laughs>
2: Just, I was like, Jesus what a charmer. Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, because it, it comes out that he's actually a bit of an idiot. And she realizes that the Kingmaker is actually the, um. Yeah. The agent. Yeah. So yeah, her whole thing is I want to go to Hollywood, which is exactly the exact yeah. same, like you said, the exact same character trait as Dark Hollywood. But um mm-hmm. but Beth, I mean like it was funny because we were we were live texting the movie and you were like, Oh no, is this like <laughs> like did you misremember the movie? Like what is your rewatch of it? You know, mm-hmm. how did that go for you?
1: Um I, I, I did. I was really suddenly concerned that it was so hard to find that I was like, oh, my gosh, did I really miss some um, horribly uh, hate crime? Like, <laughs> yeah. Just some, some horrible, um, like race laden moments or racism. Did I miss? So I was wondering yeah. if I misremembered it because I saw it in the theater. I was 11 um, when I when the movie came out. But rewatching it as an adult. So the things that you guys are um, you n- noticing about like buzz and how the females were reacting, like as a woman who grew up in the South um, with a, a Southern belle of a mom who was a teenager in 1963. Um, I don't know if you if you heard the line, there was one line where I think it was Pudge who said, if I'm not married by the time I'm 20, I'm going to kill myself, yeah. you know, like she had this kind of dramatic yeah. moment where the the one thing that could um, change your lot in life was marriage, you know, and there was this real stigma with being an old maid. And I know that that was even... That was even something that was communicated to me when I was young. Because I remember when my cousin got married, I think she was 27 or 28. And I remember the chatter about it, you know, like, Mm -hmm. oh, she's finally getting married. And, you know, (laughs) this is like the 90s um, when that happened. And so I think that that's why even though these guys are being they're, they're spraying beer, you know, at the time, I think that there was this pressure on women to find, um, a mate and so they ended up enduring and putting up with a great deal of male behavior yeah. that now isn't isn't acceptable you know that now that women have freedom to make their own money and and, and have a whole different um, experience. And this is before the sexual revolution. This is before Roe versus Wade. You know, this is before the birth control pill, like all of those things, like marriage was kind of the consummate thing. And in the Bible belt, you were supposed to be a virgin until you got married. So, you know, in that moment where Phoebe Cates like has her, she is deflowered by buzz. And then she comes back and her hair is messed up and she's curl, you know, she's twisting her hair on her finger and says like, it turns out I'm wild. Like, as a female in the south, if you and when you make that decision to do that outside of marriage, there is a moment where you suddenly think something, I I am in a new world. I have done something I was not supposed to do. I have broken my like covenant with God. I have Um, possibly ruined my life. But if you kind of enjoyed it, then you do have this moment where you're like, oh my gosh, it turns out I'm not the good girl I thought I was. And so I actually related oddly to, (laughs) to her kind of saying that because that pressure, even on me growing up in the eighties in a post row world, that pressure was put on me. You know, I grew up in I was supposed to be like Miss America. That was my. That was the 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 path that my parents put me on. And when you're in that world, you have to sign a contract that says um, it's like it's called a. There's like a moral clause in it. It's like moral turpitude. You can't have had an abortion. Like there are all of these things that you sign away, and you can't be caught um, like with alcohol in a picture. And so I grew up with this fear that I wasn't going to achieve any of my goals. life if i drank if i smoked if i had sex if i was around boys like there was this insane amount of pressure to be um inhuman honestly you You know know? it's
2: funny Funny you say that like because i said this to missus i was talking about this movie and i said it's kind of interesting the four main characters to me are more like it's all the different aspects of Beth's personality as a young girl fighting with each other. To yeah. see which one's going to win. It's like your id. And I was like, God, this thing, because there's all things that overlap with you in each of the characters that I was like, this is actually quite funny. I'm like, this, no wonder Beth chose this. Because as a teenager, you were like, I'm all of them and none of them.
1: Well, and it's actually true. I was the girl who wanted to escape to Hollywood, which I did. Um, I left after uh, college. I made this kind of controversial speech when I was crowning the new Miss Raleigh, uh, you know, where I was kind of calling out the system for promoting eating disorders. And I said at the very end of my speech, like, this is the last time you'll ever see me in any kind of pageant context, but this will not be the last time you see me. (laughs) Walked out of there. This one's the for Pudge. This <laughs> <laughs> for Pudge. And then I moved to LA. And, yeah, and, and then you ran pool, for office. Like,
2: you got so you got the senator connection. You were in beauty yeah. patterns You were like, you are all of these characters. It's insane. It's amazing to see how I sort of battled that. What like yeah. so Will, so for you, Will, like Will is our, our resident, like massive, massive. He is the the man of movies, you know. As you can see, he's sitting in his movie kingdom right now. Um, Will, how was your watch of this movie? Like, you know, when you, you know, I'm always intrigued by your takes.
0: I, I'm kind of the same boat as Ryan. Is I was waiting for something to happen, like, and I mean, like some big, like, massive twist, like something to go really wrong, and you know, but that that just didn't really happen. You were it's almost like a slice of life movie. And for me, when we got to the party, I was like, oh, okay, this is gonna be lead us to the big climax. This is where everything's going to come together. And then the party ends and the movie goes for 40 minutes. Yeah. And I was just like, What what are we still doing here?
1: Yeah. They had to win the Shag contest. But by then, like there was a Shag contest. That's
0: the this whole
3: movie rotates around this like dance competition. Of course, and which I'm sure was like a big, like a big deal. Like you go down there and it's the, the huge thing, and everyone's. They looking, everyone's just dancing. had it
1: this past yeah. weekend in Myrtle yeah, Beach. Of it it was act- the it was it's it's called SOS Shagging on the Strand, and they they just finished it. This.
0: <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> seriously, come on, South Carolina, it's only the gotten hornier. So I need I need, one of, those I need yeah, one of
3: those t-shirts.
0: I'm not
1: gonna t-shirt. lie, I have. I've done the Shag contest. Like I I I have shagged. I have entered a Shag contest. Um I have won a Shag contest. Sh- I was punch. Okay, we're getting a t-shirt
2: made Beth Troutman champion shagger. There we go. Yep. It's gonna happen. Have you shagged Beth Troutman? No, wait, no, that doesn't quite work. <laughs>
3: Shag well, competition if you, winner four years
1: old. If you put a comma, have you shagged, comma Beth Troutman? That works. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Add it like, to the list.
2: I think Ryan, you 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 nailed it when you said yeah. you know the, the thing about shag is, is very it is low stakes.
3: Yeah, it felt like a dazed and confused. Like I kept thinking of dazed and confused while I was watching this, but from a from a much like from from a female perspective, which I really enjoyed. But it just it just doesn't have that like these little i mean it's got all of these little vignettes but it just doesn't really culminate into anything even like the massive party that like switches off on a dime once that ends i, I get yeah. that it's for the dance competition and like each one of these girls has something going on with a, with another fella like pudge has chip who's like i'm going off to the army and i was like and, and the whole they have that adorable scene in the bathtub and she's just all she wants is for this dude to like make a move and he fucking doesn't do it and it's <laughs>
2: Well, he's, he's just not. hes just trying to be, you know, like he's, he's, he's yeah, learned that. the wrong lessons. He's just yeah. trying to be nice and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, I get what you mean, because you're right. I mean, all the pieces are there. I mean, much like when you get into Dirty Dancing, which we were talking about last time when yeah. we were all on the show. And that movie is amazing. I mean, that movie yeah. is amazing, but still, <laughs> it's pretty low stakes. It's just, I'm on vacation. It's just a woman, sort of like a girl becoming a woman kind of thing. This is essentially the same movie, but when they kind of sort of put it all together, it's just like, you know,
3: Buzz is no Patrick Swayze.
2: That's for sure. He's No. Like the
3: guy, the guy is not super charismatic. He, I thought he was one of the, the, the garage boys in the Wraith. I had to Google it. I was like, this guy just doesn't, oh, yeah. doesn't
0: look like a leading man. Like, Yeah. But, um, I, and yeah. this movie also felt like it could have been made in the 60. And I mean, I mean that in like, yeah. it, it just felt like an old fashioned movie. Yeah. Not just that they had said it in the past, like dirty dancing. Which, even though that was said in the past, still felt like a product of the '80s with those sensibilities in there. This felt like, like you almost they almost made this in 1963, and someone uncovered
3: it. I will say, like, oh yeah, we
0: didn't release this. I will say that
3: (laughs) the soundtrack to this movie (laughs) was incredible, though absolutely flawless. I had an absolute blast listening to every song on this soundtrack.
0: (laughs) I, I actually. We should, I should have done a better job of comparing notes because I guess the DVD that I have has different songs uh, than the version that's on. I did
3: hear about that.
0: Yeah. Wait, what?
2: Yeah. The version I, I, the version I watched was on Daily Motion, so I'm like, I'm sitting there going, "Was there even music in this?" <laughs> <laughs> All I know I is that a... Verizon's got a special offer going right now, and if yeah. you want to upgrade to your iPhone 15, <laughs> Ooh,
0: Hold on, yeah. let me leave real quick. I need yeah. to upgrade. Um, yeah, then
3: I don't know which version <laughs> I watched, but I, like it opens with um, the same opening track from Baby Driver. If that's, yes, uh, that that, that, okay. that was in
0: mine. Yeah, okay, but so I think I some of the other downloads. some of the other tracks in the movie because the licensing licensing right changed from VHS version to the DVD, which is the one I saw, okay. and so, so it's weird. not all the same songs. Wow.
3: Well the one I mean then the, I I assume the one I watched was ripped off of a really shitty quality DVD anyway. So I'm just assuming the audio is but I but I enjoyed it. Like it felt very like you said, much like you know, a dazed and confused, it felt very period appropriate, like it could be set in there. Like you get lost in this world in this time period.
2: And they all end up, I mean, they essentially, I mean, um Bridget Fonda manages to get to go to, to Hollywood, right? Um uh, Pudge figures out that she's not actually fat and ends up with Chip, <laughs> who's a nice guy. Um, uh, Paige Hannah, so the Senator's daughter ends up hooking up with the fiance that's been abandoned because she's secretly already has had a crush on him. And then Phoebe Cates, I can't remember. Does she run off with Buzz and just have wild sex? Is that, is that the end of the movie? I'm like, I don't remember.
3: She becomes Sharon Stone's character in Basic Instinct (laughs) 2.
2: There you go. (laughs) Connections. Um, But I tell you what, I mean, okay. This was a weird watch. I will will give it, but it's definitely not as weird as the weirdest watch uh, of all of them, which is the 1982 Swamp Thing, which... (laughs) this movie i can't wait to get into i mean i was taking pictures and sending it to you guys like i was i was writing all of this stuff down so i could just remember to remember it because it's confounding um but the bit that confused the hell out of me is that this movie starts with an opening crawl that establishes that swamp thing is a character and yeah so i'm like so i was waiting for swamp thing to turn up and then they do his origin and I'm like, yeah. well, wait a minute, you said he existed. So 30 minutes in, I've been waiting for this mysterious character to appear. And then I was like, OK, this movie, this movie already is driving me crazy. But the other thing is, is almost entirely shot on location in like a swamp. This must have been the worst. Oh,
3: my God. It was horrible. I kept thinking that myself, too. I'm Like, it's just. Ugh.
2: It, they're always and the movie basically set, knee deep in water for the
3: whole whole movie. And the movie, they set the movie, which I thought the movie was going to be also set in South Carolina, but it's set in like Savannah, Georgia, right? Yeah. Louisiana,
1: I think. Because all the, yeah. the
3: helicopter says Savannah and oh, uh, the boats say it too. I didn't know.
1: I, I, I they never establish where.
3: Yeah, but, but you're so, right. Like you, you would think like a Louisiana for sure.
1: Well, yeah. the the I knew that she was coming from, you know, like the the city because she's when she is helicoptered in <laughs> yeah. to the swamp. She's wearing high heels and, and a, a, dress,
3: pa- a pantsuit and, and
1: like, a, like blazer. <laughs> I,
3: I was trying to calculate the uh, the Aquanet budget for this movie. It's <laughs> got to be astronomical.
0: <laughs> so she much ever, they couldn't <laughs> spend it on the costume. Like
2: <laughs> it's a it's Jesus. a it's a she is yes okay so thank you go, beth is that yeah the movie starts with an opening crawl that establishes a character that isn't established yet and then adrian barbet's character turns up and she is just an agent of mm-hmm. some kind um and she is dropped off at a top secret bioengineering project that's never really explained that has a massive budget that's in the middle of a swamp for some reason everyone is tooled up to the nips and then there's also like some random paramilitary group milling about in this same swamp that's trying to get into whatever this bioengineer oh no i've gone blind you know what i mean i'm like just trying to figure out this movie is just like banging your head against the table
3: but man that the first half hour of this movie is amazing <laughs> it does suck. the rest of it is not great what?
0: i know the, the, the i feel like the moment uh swamp thing shows up it, the movie really takes a nose because that that yeah. suit is rough and <laughs> it's like Dave a white is doing his best, but man, he
3: went on is... to also play the swamp thing in the 2019 TV show that they rebooted. He was the same Swamp Thing. They brought him back.
1: Oh, was like he, he really? Was yeah. using a cane? Yeah. yeah.
3: Swamp Thing's in a wheelchair. It was like a whole thing. They brought him back.
1: Kind of like a little walker. I'm coming yeah. Yeah. He's on like one of those little scooters that's motorized. I
0: really, not, somehow more intimidating than this movie. Honestly, but, honestly, if he
2: was coming through a swamp on one of those
0: little rascals. I mean, like,
2: they,
3: so the I mean, beginning... Still, she, they try and establish this... The doctor there played played. The only time I've seen Ray Weiss not play a maniacal villain. Yes. Yeah, not in right. RoboCop. In yeah. <laughs> on, on RoboCop or in uh, Twin Peaks, he's just a, a nut a nutball, and he's Damn. trying to let me let me see if I let me check my notes here. He's trying to pull a. Uh, a spore sample off of a possum that has been submerged in a tank of swamp water for a shocking amount of time. Okay. Yeah. That, that then uh-huh. that, that they then synthesize into this like neon green glow stick. fluid. he wants
2: to combine, he yeah. wants to combine animal and plant. Yeah. That yeah. is tra- his He's fo-
3: trying to grow plants in places that don't normally grow. So like that, tomatoes in the, the bit, desert, right?
2: I would give that movie credit in that exact moment. Cause I'm sitting again. Why the fuck would anybody do this? And they go, yeah. well, so you can grow corn in this. And yeah. so you can do it. And I'm like, okay, fine. Thank you for your little right. MacGuffin explanation.
3: Fine. No, it somehow makes the world's most insane explosive. <laughs> and they introduce his sister character who's like, hey, check this out. She just puts her hand in it and then just
0: <laughs> presses it yeah, on the ground. And throwing it all over the place. It's
3: crazy. <laughs> she doesn't get swamp it's, hand.
0: <laughs> it's insane. What's even more insane is this is this opening is pretty close to the comics. Like they. They did not change a whole lot of the origin. I don't remember – it's been a long time since I've read like anything to do with Swamp Thing. But my memory of it is like pretty similar. Um, I mean, of the this is one, of, like, the, the, the,
3: one of the first comic book movies, right? I mean was this before that the crappy Captain America movie back <laughs> in the day? It's definitely before that, yeah. 82, right? I mean, yeah.
0: yeah, it's post-Superman though. Oh my
3: god, post Superman. Yeah. Yeah. So there's not
0: that much they don't they don't get that much slack. Yeah. So they went from
3: Superman to Swamp Thing. (laughs) Right.
0: It's massive down. Wes Craven's like, I got this. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Was
3: this his blank check movie?
1: Which by the way, I was, I mean, as I'm watching this and I mean the the script and the dialogue like everything was so clunky and so bad it felt like Mm. a high school film class project you know like shot with a vhs like shoulder camera so i was thinking all right this is wes craven wrote and directed it like maybe this was his first foray into hollywood movies maybe he was 22 and i'm gonna give him some slack so i googled it yeah. He was 42 yeah. when he yeah. wrote
3: this. <laughs> and this is like two years before uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, right?
1: Well, and that's what he actually said, that that was the only good thing that came from Swamp Thing for him, was that he thought of Nightmare on Elm Street while filming this movie.
2: It has like a rating of 60% on the tomatometer that I was just like... Uh, <laughs> Which is how that's my wife insane. does tomato meter. Uh, the tomatometer. I think that's the only way that I'm ever going to say it. Uh,
1: which, that's 59% which too high. Yeah,
2: it's about, <laughs> that's what I mean.
3: I was like, I think you mean 6%. Now, hear me out. If this was John Carpenter's swamp thing, we'd be yeah. having a very different conversation. Yeah, about it a,
2: bit, a bit freaky. I mean, you know what? It's quite interesting, actually. Funny you should say that. Is that Adrienne Bobbeau, um, she was one of the chesty girls from Cannonball Run um she's from escape from new york but she has also turned up uh, in a in a bunch of movies that we're all familiar with actually uh, as the voice of a computer so she was the voice of a computer in the thing uh funnily enough she was also the voice of the computer in demolition man and judge Dredd. oh shit <laughs> and
3: my favorite role that she ever played thornton mellon's wife rodney dangerfield back to school <laughs> back to school no one no great right. wow that movie it's amazing Deep, Are you up. kidding me? Triple the triple Lindy. That's got one of the most insane jokes. And they're all at this house party and he's with his, with his wife, Adrian Barbeau, and they fucking hate each other. And he's walking by and the guy, a guy's admiring their painting. He's like, oh, Mr. Mellon, I, your wife was showing me her Klimt. And he goes, yeah, she's been showing it to everybody. It's just <laughs> phenomenal. I encourage everyone to watch Back to School. The
2: thing is, right, so as much as like this movie is confoundingly just bizarre, I will give credit that Adrian Barbe's character is pretty cool. She's like, kind of a badass, yeah, right? Yeah, she's, I was saying, you know, I texted you guys. I was like, "Mom, can we have Ripley from Aliens?" It's like we've got <laughs> Ripley Aliens at home. But I was like, but at the same time, you know, she whipped out a, the, she grabbed hold of the M16 and she took out some of those power military guys. She's constantly being caught and escaping. Like these guys yeah. are terrible power military. We've got yeah, her. Oh, totally. she got away. We've got her again. Oh, she got away again. It's the bit just- where she goes to
3: like the general store with the the little boy, dude. And she steals the gun and she goes to fire, in the gun, like that shot of the gun exploding. you Beth. You're so right. It does feel. Like a student film down to the creepy wipes, like the, <laughs> the, the wipes. dissolves
1: oh. oh! the dissolves yeah. that are like uh, uh, what are they, I don't
3: what? know. I don't know what they it's were doing. The,
2: someone just discovered that they could do it, and it's like yeah. it was like they've never used iMovie before. They're like, why don't we use all of them? So it's like curtain coming down, curtain coming up, yeah. it's like a clock thing going. Sometimes it was just like some kid had cut a star yeah. shape out and just I was conf- it was amazing. That it's was like so worth Wes
3: Craven him. saw Star Wars and he's That's like, I, I, know, "I know what
2: I'm stealing from this." Oh, okay. it's like Star Wars does it great. Yeah. I'm gonna do it even better. I'll have more squiggles though. Uh, you mentioned Jude though. Jude <laughs> is my favorite character in the movie. Uh, Jude is the young kid that lives alone in the swamp. <laughs>
1: what? And like yeah. runs a gas station that yeah. has a gun, and I, then they're only around each yeah. other for five seconds, and then he keeps showing up yeah. in random places. Like, oh, I found you, even though that they have yeah. just dropped the her geography off, like, of this. Miles.
3: The geography of this movie is a little strange. Oh, <laughs> he's definitely, definitely we all can,
1: know,
0: like swamps are easily are like easily navigable. He's not what called pond, ever lost in swamps. He's not
3: called ponding. So. <laughs> you know, it's a, this yeah. is a pretty pretty broad
2: area he's definitely like this magical little like character isn't he for sure just like and he's always calling it as he sees it as well that's why i like julie he was he was yeah, making it up uh, and he was definitely throwing game at adrian yes. oh yeah <laughs> <I'm> like,
3: <laughs> from his first line which is here comes trouble <laughs> 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 which he then uses again later
2: oh <laughs> uh, we haven't talked about though um, oh is the one guy who's killing it in this movie louis jordan I know him as the bad guy from Octopussy. I'm a Bond freak. Yeah. I've never yeah. seen him in another movie. And he's basically playing the exact same character he plays in Octopussy. And
3: he reveals himself in almost a Mission Impossible-style face. Yes! Full-off reveal that happened so quick <laughs> that I had to rewind it. I was like, wait, wait. It was, it was unbelievable. Flawless.
0: It was incredible. And, and Ryan, you you are like me. I think you've seen the second one.
3: whole oh, yeah.
0: lot Because it used to be on Sci-Fi Channel all the time. It was, like, it was all on all the, the time. time, yeah. yeah. And... He's in, he's the villain in the second one. He plays the same guy. Is and he, is I, he still Lion-O, but the rejected I, Lion-O from the Thundercats? <laughs> oh, I man. honestly don't remember. I, Cause I've seen the second one so many times. I was like, okay, this will, I was trying to figure out how this led into the second one. It doesn't really, don't, don't worry about it. Yeah, there, The no second movie whatsoever. is so radically different. Then this one. It's way
3: more fun to watch for sure.
0: Yeah, it's (laughs) a comedy. Like the second one is basically like, we're not even going to try to take this seriously. It's just, I think I told you guys like on their text thread. Second one's directed by Jim Wynorski, directed Chopping Mall, which if you haven't seen Chopping Mall, it's close to my heart. It's, you know, uh 80s mall slasher with robots it's fantastic um oh that old uh, chestnut that classic genre (laughs) oh yeah it's truly amazing but uh but this one yeah i was i i can't figure out like why they cast him again in the second other than he's just he's really good in this he's great
2: he's fantastic He's I love a
3: villain that just quotes Nietzsche,
2: and it's just <laughs> also like it's the strangest paramilitary group because they also live in the swamp. He lives in the swamp in his like mansion, and he's also like also um, guys uh, to celebrate the fact that we have figured out the algorithm. We're going to have a sexy party, and everyone's taking their clothes off. And I'm like, what?
3: My favorite part about that party is so they're. I know we're jumping ahead, but they're okay. honoring. They're honoring their fallen soldier. Who, when you finally get to Swamp Thing, his only move is lifting these people up and then tossing them, and then they're just they're toast. <laughs> yeah, they're
1: gone.
3: But what's the what was the the one the the Jerry Curl
0: guy's name?
2: No, yeah, oh. not, not not Rambo. Chipper, chep, cheddar, <laughs>
3: cheddar,
0: Cheddar. Yep, it was. Uh, I have no idea. It doesn't his name was
2: his character's name was Ferret. Ferret, that's it. I knew it was we gonna were happen. close.
3: So <laughs> Swamp Thing easily disposes of him by kind of pulling his hair up, but not out, and then he's just gone. And then they have this dinner party to it's, honor it's his memory. His and it, it pans it pans over to an empty chair with a red bow on it and just a bunch of guns and an empty plate in front of the <laughs> place setting. Like they're
2: like, "Hey, remember this guy? Let's honor." Him. He was <laughs> definitely one of the worst, like, Mental. worst henchman ever. Because, like I said. Everyone's constantly escaping. It was a little bit like, you know, like it was, it was Rocky slash Rambo, but he's had all the brain trauma of being a boxer. So he was like, it was a pretty slow
0: kind of yeah.
3: I, and You know, you had Wes Craven's name attached to this movie, so I had weird expectations going into this, but it's, it's as though this movie really was made for young kids, but not really because it's kind of –
0: it, it's well, like it's at Kids, right? but, it, but it's made by the people who made the Friday the 13th movies. Like it's like yeah. those people try to make like a Nickelodeon kid show. Yeah, but it's, I it's, I it's the same composer too. Yeah, It's yeah. the same yeah. composer for Friday the
2: 13th. It, you, you're you right there because 80s movies, even for kids, did have a confounding amount of boobs in them. So it was, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. it was a better Thank
1: time. Thank you. <laughs> I, I loved this movie as a kid, oddly. Like we had a VHS. I think we taped it off of HBO or something. <laughs> oh, they um, coming so for was, you. I I I was like five six with my little brother we would watch it and I think I remember when we chose this movie I think I was texting you guys I think I said I think this is the first time I saw boobs
2: (laughs) (laughs) because I was I put it on the thread I was like it's like they got to that point in the story Like, how do we segue into the next act I know tits (laughs)
3: <laughs> and, and <laughs> you know, this this is definitely one of those movies, like we always say, that is best watched with like a group of people. Yes. It's such an enjoy. Like I was watching this time wishing we were all watching
2: it together Very because amazing. it's it's
3: fun to laugh at and throw spoons at your TV. It's just one of those. Yeah. That's, get everyone together. that's
2: why I was texting you guys, because yeah. I was having that thing of like, I am enjoying the hell out of this because yeah. it's terrible but like it's so good it's so i wish it's we good. were all drinking and watching yeah. this movie yeah. together yeah. because it was so fun to just like pull apart not that you have to pull apart it's falling apart let's be honest yeah like, yeah the, the bit for me that i still like haven't quite figured out at all is why uh, arcane that's jordan's character anton arcane um like wants this thing because he's seen what it's done to ray wise it's made him a monster all right Mm -hmm. like nothing honestly if i could have been ray wise or swamp thing i'd probably go with ray wise you know what i mean Um, at least have genitals you know it would be one of them as well that's a good point but he's like all right i'm gonna give it to bruno we don't talk about bruno because there's the other slightly mentally deficient henchman that then gets poisoned and turns into
0: Guys, uh-huh. what? I mean, suddenly, somebody... like, like a monkey pig thing. Yeah. So, to, this... so for
3: you listening at home, the 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 serum, as it were, essentially turns you into your true self. What? Beautifully, beautifully yeah. done metaphor. So, for example, <laughs> Ray Weiss is he he loves plants, so it, they turn him into a swamp thing. But the other character. He's kind of this, the, the villain even says it. He's like this mousy, weak-minded individual. And they just turn him in, into this Jim Henson.
2: Yeah. It's like character. something out of Labyrinth. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Labyrinth. It's a mouse, yes. kind of like a mousy rabbit. Yeah. It was so peculiar. And then seeing what it's done to Swamp Thing and seeing what it's done to Bruno, the guy goes, I know what I am going to do. He just you keep doing a French accent. Is he? Was he French in He's this? French. Thing? His name is Louis Jordan. He's French. Right. He was just doing the English accent. He
3: start. He started out as a British guy until he pulled his until face. Until he, yeah. Until um, that's why talking. I'm confused. Yeah. But
2: then he turns into again, guys. I took a picture. i still trying to figure it out. Uh, the, it was just again budget Thundercats if they tried to make it in the 80s.
0: That's kind of he looked like Liono with a shit sword. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was kind of—he was kind of a hulking, like aardvark kind of thing. It was his, very oh, strange.
2: But what's his point? What's his marriage Motivation? Why did he do it? Why does he want to kill Swamp Thing? Why did we have the fight at the end? And then I guess he doesn't die because you say he turns up in the sequel. Confounding movie. He,
1: so there is a brief little conversation that happens. Um, you know, he has the random, like blonde assistant that brings yeah. him drinks yeah. and That's things. That's definitely this. not he his has, daughter.
3: He's sleeping with, sure. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs>
3: So he has
1: a random conversation as he's going through, you know, the the six notebooks and he he's realizing that one is missing and he's telling her. Um, I, I, I think it was when there was it had just been said between somebody that by this, the year 2001, there are going to be more than six billion people on the planet, which we know is true, actually Um, now. And he says she says to him, control the food. You control the world. You have the power. And he wants this to control where food can be grown. But then when he finds out that it turns you into your essence, he thinks so much of himself. He thinks he's such a genius that it's just going to make him smarter. I He's just he going to be turn, more yeah. of a genius.
3: He's he going to turn into a, like a, just a massive throbbing cock. Like,
1: <laughs> like a sense. big brain. Yeah,
3: just I don't know. I was, but I but I was on the edge of my seat. I'm like, "Oh man, what is he going to turn into?" Cuz this guy. So- I,
2: I love yeah. Beth, you properly actually watched yeah. this movie and found a way to explain it as well. Congratulations. You're the first person in the history of the world to actually make this movie make sense to somebody.
0: Cuz <laughs> Craven didn't even get that. Yeah. And he wrote it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now, Beth, you've done the director's commentary, the commentary track for Swamp Thing. Is that correct?
1: No, that was The Notebook.
3: <laughs> same movie. same Basically the same exact plot.
0: Yeah.
1: It was actually shot in the same area right outside of Charleston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: They were such um, big fans of this movie.
1: Which, this... by the way, just a little tidbit about shooting in the swamp. They shot in the middle of the summer. Um, so it was miserably hot. If you've oh, been to the uh, South or if you've been to South Carolina in the summer, it's not only hot, but it's insanely humid. But the worst part is there were these caterpillars that live in the trees in the swamp and they would fall onto the <laughs> cast and crew and sting them. Oh my
2: God. That's the thing. I was watching this movie going, one, because I was thinking the same thing, you know, like, well, this must be uncomfortable. I'm looking like they were never like, you know, swarms of mosquitoes, which I'm sure there must have been. No one's really sweating as well. That I'm like... Everyone looks surprisingly comfortable for what? I mean, so imagine that guys. taking one. It's South Carolina. Two, it's summer. Three, you're in a swamp. Four, you're the guy playing Swamp Thing. So oh, you're gosh. in. He must have come close to death yeah. many times during this movie, because I can't imagine. He must have lost 10 pounds a day just yeah. in sweat.
0: He just he's, became an actual Swamp Thing. Like, that's how he
2: made
3: it through. He, he, the outfit, he looked like a Wish.com version of the, of the Jolly Green Giant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but with like snickers veins all over him like and, i remember I was, and michael this, jackson knows yeah the, see, and, see i grew yeah. up. Remember, I remember if you were old enough that there was a swamp thing tv show in the 90s and that costume looked great i remember like i distinctly yeah. remember that it was really cool that that was back when they were doing like a beauty and the beast show with ron perlman like they were just taking all of these weird ips and
0: making them romantic tv shows and, and i that, just remember yeah, that one and it was good the one in the show in the sequel the suit in the, the sequel, sequel actually looks really yeah. good yeah. So, like, they figured it out after this movie, but this suit—it this was like hot like
3: garbage. It was a wetsuit that was spray painted green. It was terrible.
2: I so what, bad. Beth is Beth. You should go back and listen to our Hawaii episode, and then you need to watch a movie called Hard Ticket to Hawaii because that is the movie that this movie should have been. It's the kind of yeah. movie that where the two main characters who are both identical blondes but not identical like to think better. They get in the hot tub you know topless and it's like you know because that's as i explain in the movie that's where they do their best thinking um but then like it's got a b-plot with a snake it's this it's that's what was missing from swamp thing is like they they just should have said this is almost a spoof of itself and just just gone because like hard ticket hawaii is basically porn with just the actual porn cut out all the nudity is still there
3: There is a bit early on in this movie where a guy pulls a snake out of his pocket and then it bites a guy right on the dick. And then my mind immediately went, I'm like, that snake has to be related to the snake in Hard Ticket to Hawaii. It simply has to be. He pulls
2: this snake out of his pocket and the Mm -hmm. snake bites the guy twice and then he puts it back in his pocket. I'm like, how has that snake been in your pocket, bro? Like,
3: Pocket (laughs) snake, man.
0: Yeah, Is that traffic. a, in a, real tra- a real snake a yeah. <laughs> in your pocket? A real trouser snake, yeah.
3: I couldn't, and they just glaze over that scene because it happens so quickly and so unnecessarily. Well, and it's at, like the I mean, yeah, the
1: right at the beginning. I mean, it's the very beginning of yeah. the movie. It
3: really sets the tone for the film.
1: <laughs> it does. Yeah. It, it sets your expectations, at least.
3: And then you um, have the immediate <laughs> chemistry between Ray Weiss and Adrian Barbo's. Like, right. like, immediate chemistry. like immediate. They kiss on the mouth like right away. Within After the first their little few minutes. boat ride, he hands her a flower and she thinks that his sister is his, is his wife. wife. Yeah. But she, when she finds out she's not, she's like, okay. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and then, yeah. Immediate then,
3: open mouth kiss.
2: And then, and then, and then, sw- when he becomes swamp thing, he's now just, he'll do whatever it takes to protect mm-hmm. her. I'm like, oh, they, there's maybe something that got cut out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some, some bit of swamp love that we, we miss. Though we do get the just, I mean, you've been through all of this and you're being chased by a paramilitary force. And then um, but you decide, you know what I need to do right now is take a bath in the swamp. I need to get yeah. clean by taking all my clothes off and then bathing with my from the belly button down in water. And then yeah. and just I love the way that she's just she's putting water on her arms like she's never done it. She's yeah. like, wow. Yeah. Wow. And it's just like, look at my breasts. I was waiting what?
3: for her to get out, just completely covered in leeches. Like, That's in, what yeah, by I me. Mean. Because we just watched that. And I was like, oh my God, no. <laughs> it's like, you dirty swamp water. It's um, just,
2: yeah. She, it, it, I'm amazed at the end of it she didn't die of dysentery or something yeah. like that. It's just God. like, this is. No and, kids. And swamp and then, Things just watching it. And I'm like, all right, okay, I guess we're doing
0: a swamp. Now,
3: Will, help me out here because you're a resident com- comic book expert. What are yeah. Swamp Things'
0: powers? Oh, that's, that's the ridiculous thing. Like when you watch this movie in the comics, he's like, he's gotten near infinite powers. Like it's, it's ridiculous. He's literally, he draws strength like from the earth. So like he's as strong as the earth, like potentially, and he can grow massive. He's made of plants. So he can grow like insanely tall. He's basically immortal. You, in order to kill him, you have to destroy the planet because he's like just that connected. So he's, so he's just invincible like in the comics and in the movie they were like okay well we can't or in the movie they were like, can't do that what if he just like threw a boat right or
3: he, he he somehow heal, heals he heals <laughs> the young boy who is brutally murdered
0: right. yes I, I, I was that's a new one on me so i'm not sure. familiar with that
2: it yeah. was that scene i'm so glad that they brought him back to life because suddenly yeah. they, did we just murder Shoot? I look the, the like, bit where he and, then he's, they, and he's lying under, face yeah. down in that boat with his arms yeah. Naked yeah. and I'm like, oh my god!
3: I mean, it looks like he was bludgeoned, and then Swamp Thing like picks him up, gently caresses, he he puts the the glowing goo into his head and brings him back to life. But the kid has the best, maybe the best line delivery of I mean, anyone in this film, where he's fumbling around, he puts his he puts his glasses on, he goes, "There goes the neighborhood." <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just the only line he has he unfazed so. by yeah. coming back to life thanks to a swamp creature, yeah. and then he's yeah, just then like, oh, th- "All right, swamp I do." Thing. Also,
3: my other favorite line is the villain he just where he goes, "Bring me this swamp thing!"
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we have a title, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> and then like later, yeah. he gets like Swamp Thing also has to to save Adrian Barbeau because. She, she gets stabbed in the boob and that makes him really angry because he apparently really liked the boobs that he was seeing earlier and says, I'm taking this guy out.
3: I do. I like the, his bit of revolting where he ta- he has now the the whole thing is the villain is trying to get the last uh, issue of this journal. Right. This last entry and Swamp Thing has it and he takes it and he just heaves it into he does a back from once you came and just throws it into the into the swamp. And then the henchman immediately finds it. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah,
2: literally the next Bruno goes, I found the book. Oh god, it he, threw it right, he threw
3: it right at me. <laughs> <laughs> god damn it, this
2: fucking movie is so terrible. I love it. This movie. Honestly, this week, this whole this whole week. Who's dogs barking? Is that yours, Bethel You got dogs barking.
0: Oh my god, yeah. I'm sorry. That's that's my neighbor. That's um Uh-oh. I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do about it. Don't worry about
2: it. I was just like, where's the duck coming from? That's
0: that's my neighbor who's their favorite activity is leaving their dog outside for hours and hours and hours. That's oh, right. That Wonderful people, let me tell
2: you. <laughs> All right, let let the dog in. We can it can join the podcast. Um, also, by the way, if you are listening to this podcast, uh, we have also started um our YouTube version, so you can actually watch the show as well. And the only reason I bring that up is because for this entire podcast so far, the sport for me has been watching Beth's face. <laughs> oh, <right>. uh, I'm <laughs> Do this. Just like- whole podcast has been amazing (laughs) so (laughs) so if you want to have an extra extra show make sure you find us on youtube uh, and just enjoy watching beth just listen to this conversation we'll
3: do a super cut of just all her reactions to our (laughs) our comments hiding (laughs) under the desk (laughs) beth we might have to blur your face out for the youtube episodes (laughs) so you don't get so you don't get in trouble
2: (laughs) oh my goodness i it's so fun having Beth on the show. All ship. right, so I mean, Swamp Thing two. <laughs> Swamp, thing, yeah. Swamp Thing two. No.
3: <laughs> I will. I did have a good segue. I was watching because I watched this and our next film uh, back. To, I watched uh, Doc Hollywood first, thinking I'm like, this really looks. I know it's set in South Carolina, but it very much looks like like a Florida Everglade type of thing. Whereas Swamp Thing looks like a Florida Everglade. But it's filmed in South
2: Carolina, which is—that's <laughs> a good it was point. Jarring. It was. That's a very good point because, like, I didn't—I I was, you know, I assumed that it was set in South Carolina because yeah. it's like, very much shot there. But no, uh, kind of like Beth was pointing out, it's somewhere in Alabama, maybe, maybe um, Louisiana. We yeah, think yeah, something it's somewhere. Like that. Yeah. Let's uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about the movie I, I brought. This is a movie that is very, very close to my heart. I love this movie. I like um i love this movie It is, is, i love michael j fox um you know but this movie yeah, i saw it as a kid and it just i was so charmed by the movie by the people by the story by by just this whole sort of small town america idea that i i wanted to do this movie this is one of those movies that when i said we're going to do this podcast when we got to south carolina we were going to do it because i wanted to chat about.
3: now it. holly this is the reason you became a uh plastic surgeon in la correct
2: that is correct yes you that know, is correct is that 100%?
3: when i watched this movie through the lens of this was ollie's story and i'm like wait a minute you never had a porsche You of <laughs> <piece of shit." laughs> so, I, this i'd never seen this movie and right, I, just I was to gonna say, say who's, I, who's seen this I, movie before me and Ben i heard of it i remember the trailer because there are bits in this film there are bits in this film like i remember seeing that trailer the opening 15
2: seconds the of the trailer is clips from beverly hills cop Click the maybe trailer. That's... Watch the trailer right now. Look up the trailer for you guys at home. Look up the trailer for Dark Hollywood. The first 15 seconds, all shots of girls in LA from Beverly Hills Cop uh, when, the, when Axel Foley rolls into town. I'm like, ah, oh, you can do that. You can just steal from another movie?
3: Yeah, maybe I should watch Beverly Hills Cop then. Do you I mean, the, the same trailer. Studio.
0: Where did that take yeah. place? <laughs> the Robocop trailer stole uh, the Terminator theme song, like in their first trailer. So, oh, everyone yeah, steals guess. theme songs. That's fine, yeah. but stealing actual yeah. shots from another
2: movie <laughs> and presenting it as
3: your own, no. But I, I th- I'm upset that this movie kind of escaped my film range, just because I think when I saw it, at the, like when I was at the whatever age I was at the time, I was like, ah, it just doesn't seem like something I would watch. But I'm so glad I did because this had that like Ferris Bueller energy to it, where it's just. It's kind of a perfect movie. I know we say that a lot, but it goes down smooth, man. And plus, it's got Woody Harrelson in it.
2: Yeah,
1: which, <laughs> by the way, the best line of the entire movie. And I don't know if you guys I wrote caught it, it down. You know? I really Did so. you write it down? You know, know what I'm going to say when they're oh, yeah. at the uh, the cafe, oh, like in I California, can... and and Bridget Fonda oh. says, "Is that a star?" And Woody Harrelson says, yeah. "No, that's Ted Danson." Oh, see, I <laughs> thought it was I, I thought it was the
3: line. that I text Ollie. He goes, "He's an insurance rebel with a clause." Yeah. <laughs> oh, I had to,
2: no, I just to stop the movie. No, Re- the, Ted the rebel line without is
3: a
0: clause. Perfect. Yeah. It is yeah. perfect. I, I died at the Ted line. Yeah, that oh was God. so good. Yeah.
2: Well, actually, I'm glad you bring that up because I was watching this movie again and I've seen it a bunch of times. You know, I own this movie, but it's been a while. But I was laughing so loud Mrs. Could Hear. Like, this is an actual laugh out loud it's movie. real funny. There, are, yeah. there are moments mm-hmm. of, ha <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That was actually really funny. And it's like, honestly, I think it's got a lower rating on the Tomatometer than Swamp Thing. <laughs> it's got like...
0: <laughs>
2: it's, no test. You know...
0: It, it's, it's one, one of those. Well, yeah, it, do I say, yeah. it, it has everything. It yeah. does.
3: It also Duh. has swamp tits. Fine.
1: Fine. <laughs> and she's bathing the oh, exact yeah. same way. Yeah. It's kind man. of like she's yeah. just splashing water on herself. Literally,
2: I mean, I could I mean, uh, one of the greatest character intros in history is Lou from Dark Hollywood. She just explodes out of the water completely nude and then has all the confidence in the scene. And I'm like. You know, has him completely on his back foot the the entire time. That I'm like, you know, I mean, I was a teenage boy when I saw this movie. And I'm like, I want, I like Lou. Thank <laughs> like, you. She, she's cool. I and like even her.
3: still watching it for for this podcast, these, the same words came out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I remember her, yeah. the, I think the first time I saw her, she was in Tommy Boy for me. That's it, like, yes, yes. Tommy Boy. That's what I remember her from. And I had to go, I was like, oh shit, that's right.
1: And when you see them, you know, when they go out into the boat and the fireworks are going, yeah. like, didn't you see the Tommy boy scene where they were out in the boat? And she's like, I know where your mother sleeps and I'm going to like. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even make that connection. That's fantastic.
2: <laughs> oh, so we we've done our classic thing of not explaining the plot. So if you haven't Shit. seen the movie Doc Hollywood, um, oh, it's yeah, Michael sorry. J. Fox uh, is is a I think he's in Washington, D.C., actually, is yeah, like yeah. a trauma er doctor it's established right at the beginning that he's going to go all the way to california he's going to basically um cash in as a as a doctor he's going to go and work for um oh my god it's george harrison or something oh it? my god
0: oh no, uh what's his name oh george um the guy that's always got a tan
1: the tan guy. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> yeah. oh my god none of us could think of, like literally i'm george, hamilton. And, um, george hamilton hamilton yes, thank you yeah Yes. Oh, my God.
2: But uh, yeah, so he's going to go work in a, uh, a plastic surgeon's do- uh, place and just make a ton of money. Um, and as he's driving in his classic 1960s Porsche uh, across America uh, to. Um, I am the one, and why, the one. Why would he drive? That makes that made no sense to me. Like if you've got a 1960s Porsche, man, you're going to take it with you. What are you going to do? Suppose. Leave it behind? No. But um, he was going to
3: be clear. He was going there for a job interview. There was no guarantee he was getting this job. Yeah, but he's that confident. He uh, just—he's he's confident. He yeah. is Michael J. Fox. He's got that Michael yeah. J. Fox energy. He's, he's
2: like much like Tom Cruise, the most the most confident Hobbit in the world. You know.
0: <laughs> just,
2: <laughs> okay, Will's face was good for that one. Um, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's uh, there's a big traffic jam. He cuts through uh, and basically ends up in an accident uh, that destroys the um, the fence of. Correct me if I'm wrong. The second week in a row, we've had this guy. Uh, yeah. Kevin McAllister's neighbor from Home Alone. That's right. Uh, famous is, famous is, Bigfoot judge, enthusiast from Close Encounters, of the third guy uh, from Close Encounters is back once again. And its thing is that so basically he gets given uh, it's the If you've ever seen the animated movie Cars from Pixar, it is the exact same plot. A guy that's moving sort of too fast, ends up in a small town, the judge gives him a job that he has to basically stick around and work for the town, and while he's there, he ends up falling in love with the charm of the town, but also gets charmed with the small town big city girl, which it is the exact movie Cars, just without a NASCAR race at the end, basically. And, and a, well, more tits. Yeah, you know, because there's there's definitely no boobs in the movie Cars, which is a shame. Uh, I love the small
3: town feel of this. You kind of get it. We did a gross point blank. It's just got that very small town. Everyone, everyone is a character and everyone is incredibly Mm -hmm. charming. And this Mm -hmm. movie, I had a smile on my face. Well, I mean, I knew every I'd never seen this, but I knew every single beat that was going to happen. But it still didn't make this
2: any less. Right.
1: I think my. My favorite small town moment is when he first um, gets his sentence and the mayor or he he goes into the little cafe. You know, the mayor's like giving him the tour and they're trying to convince him to be the doctor. And they offer him twenty seven thousand dollars and they get up to thirty five and they're going to they're like, well, that's a, that's a vote of the entire city council. All in favor, say aye. And they're all like, uh, yeah, <laughs> they're I'm insane. they're it's all great. sitting there. But I grew up in a small town in the south and this felt exactly accurate. Like it, it just it felt it felt <laughs>
2: Right. I mean, I love that you know because like Ryan can be sometimes a tough nut to crack, uh, you know. So that, that I hate that, everything. Been, that, I, yeah, that that, I hate everything. New York skepticism. And um, but the thing is, this is exactly what happened when I watched this movie. That I was entirely, completely charmed by it's it. It's so and, charming. Yeah. And it's like, but no joke is that the like Beth saying is like you know it's it does feel very real. And it's like no joke. I do live in a small town in you know in Texas, but in the American South. But. For this this very thing, I watched this movie and I was like, I, that seems nice. That seems nice. Where, you know, a little place where everybody knows everybody else and it's just, you have these little parades and stuff. So they're, they have the squash parade, you know, cause that's uh, the thing. Yeah. I mean, like no joke, one of my best mates come from this town in Oklahoma, which is the hay capital of the world. And every year they have hay day. You know, and like they have the Hay Princess and stuff. It's just so actually accurate to the way it sort of is that you can understand. You know, when you
3: first meet the mayor, he's dressed as a giant squash. squash. Yeah, fantastic. That look. we just? I mean, normally you get a movie like this with a mayor. We're introduced the mayor, and he's kind of a dick. This guy is great. Yes, lovely. There's
1: no one. He's He's walking home with him and the lady's like, hey, mayor, can you tell me if my ribs are done? Like, your fire's too hot. Like, you've got the fire too high. And he's he's got
2: such a great laugh, too. That (laughs) that wheezy laugh. Uh, We're talking about David Ogden Steers plays the mayor. And there's also the great character is um, uh, Barnard Hughes. The guy that plays the, gr- the crutch to your doctor. My favorite part is... Grandpa from,
3: from uh, and like, Lost Boys.
2: Michael J. Fox is going to like crack this kid open and he's like, just give him a coke." And he comes yeah. by and he's like, cracks the opening. That'll be 75 cents. I love that bit.
3: <laughs> oh, that was great. That whole thing, I mean, that's the first instance where you get him like, being like switching on and being like, okay, I have to... Because he was getting ready to clock out and getting ready to leave and then they come in and he, he switches gears and he's doing everything he can to... To help this poor boy think, because he hasn't been getting a hold of the doctor, he thinks this guy's a flake. He thinks he's old. He thinks he's dumb. Whatever, and he's like, "No, I got to do this." And the doctor comes. He drives in in his Cadillac, and he's like, "What are you doing? You took too much <laughs> of this. Here, drink this Coca Cola. You'll be fine."
0: You know. I, well, oh, I was gonna say I, one thing I really appreciated about this movie that I really, really liked is he—he he is a good doctor. It's not just that <laughs> he's like a hot shot. Like you know, I know what I'm doing. He, like you said, when he switches into gears, he. He is an, yeah. a great doctor, you, and he's just like that throughout the movie. He's, you he's get that early. He comes up, yeah. he goes right into doctor mode. And I think that really – you could have yeah. written this character to be kind of arrogant, maybe even like a Dr. House mm. kind of thing. Yeah. But they didn't write him that way. They wrote him like, no, no, we're going to treat it like he's a real doctor, and I really, really appreciate it. It's that.
3: hard to paint Mike, like Michael J. Fox is like like any, any – like you were saying, in any kind of smarmy light, like any time you play <laughs> – except maybe in Mars Attacks where – which is great but he um he's a very well educated like he knows exactly what he's doing and he does have a bit of an ego but because it's michael j fox it just kind of
2: wears down your um oh, and it just wears you down well you say not smommy, and i agree with you because it is michael j fox but there is a sort of 15 minutes in yeah. the movie where he is actively trying to bone lou for a bet with the mayor and he's laying it on pretty thick and i think yeah. it, he's kind of charming with it she's like oh you're just trying to charm me out of your panties like, oh no no that's another thing and he's like yeah you can meet me later panties are up until as he until, said, he, <laughs> and until I mean, he
3: until he finds out she's got a kid <laughs> and then he's like ah never mind
2: <laughs> that kid
3: never features that. again in the movie by the way
1: She's at, the, yeah. she's at the no. she's oh, at the dance she's at the fair like yeah. she shows up for a second the
3: pig the, gets more screen time than this child
1: <laughs> the pig does get more screen time
3: <laughs> and i love that everyone he gets the, which is an insane twist of fate he's so we got to go back because like will like you were saying he's a phenomenal doctor and they tell you that because there's this incredible montage of all of the patients he's interacting with in this town, he's got the patients that come in that the woman's pregnant, but they just want him to, to read, read the read the letters. Pakistani? It's amazing, which which cleverly comes up later in the movie when he gets to uh, Los Angeles. He's in the cab with the driver who's crying emotionally, and <laughs> you, you're left to assume like, is this the guy?
0: Like, they never,
1: they <laughs> never can confirm do it. Yeah. they
3: never confirm it, but. Uh, but I love that. I thought it was so great.
1: I thought that was, that's one of my favorite parts. And then he just gets into it and they're like, like sucking on lollipops. Yeah. And he's and like, well, what happened with Ellen yeah. in, the yeah. in the Pakistani?
2: It's so good. And it's like, yeah, so it's, and it's, like, yeah it's, and it's like, yeah, it's the other part I really like as well is that the, 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 the crotchety old doctor who has his own medical emergency, Michael J. Fox helps him out. Yeah. But it's like, as much as you, you think he's sort of crotchety is that moment where he goes, here's my legacy. And he opens up the, <laughs> the wardrobe and he's like, I, there's not a single person in this town that I didn't bring into the world. You know, like there's Nurse Ratchet, whatever her name is, but it's like, she bit me on the way out. There's some foreshadowing there kind of thing. Like it's got so much heart, this movie, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just dripping through it all time. There is no, like like the big, like you were saying, is like uh, you kept waiting for the shoe to drop when we we're watching Shag. Um, and like in any movie, like in this one, you're kind of like, all right, what's the shoe going to drop? But it's really just, it's really just, he's sort of, he decides he's gonna go to Hollywood. It's not really, good. you know, this whole thing, everything's sort of working. He yeah. tries to sneak away at night, but there's that couple, the one that we've been learning about, the Pakistani yeah. friend, and suddenly they're having a breech berth and he sacrifices his, uh, you know, he sacrifices his Porsche to this truck driver that's- Who fell so asleep I at mean, the wheel. They, they, yeah. Yeah, but they've not even left town and they've got to go how far and he's falling asleep. Just as they're
3: leaving, this. It's center. been a long night, man. He was also the carny operator, so he's been he's had a day. As right? Woody Harrelson is just, oh my god, the best. shooting behind his head, shooting behind his back. That That's makes... that seems. I've done. You know, Woody Harrelson's got this like. This movie subverts your expectations in some ways. You think he's going to get into it with Woody Harrelson, and in, in a way, he kind of does. But Woody Harrelson's so like. Yeah. nonchalant and cool about it.
2: Is that yeah. bit, yeah, Michael J. Fox is like, you are we ready to go? And he's like, yeah. you're kind of paranoid. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: great. He's like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that, that was my favorite line where Michael J. That. Fox is like, I don't quite understand what's happening right now.
3: <laughs> yeah. And he kind of looks exactly like Mickey from uh, <laughs> Uh, natural born killers he's almost the same yeah. character he has late, the
0: same glasses pretty much not I a was, complete sight
3: when he shows up at the end i'm like oh that's natural like he just he was on set for natural born killers like yeah i can pop into this cafe and this is a
0: prequel to that it. movie yeah. for sure this is, <laughs> this and is and what if, happened to that character. can you
3: imagine aspect. if bridget fonda was in natural born <laughs> yeah. killers instead of uh, <laughs> uh julia lewis julia lewis it would be yeah. a very different film that would have worked anyway
2: <laughs> um, i love like, this movie so much and me too yeah. i mean the thing is this will, I, I'm, I'm the one talking about this movie like sort of inspired me but one of my very good friends here in texas um we were talking movies he's a doctor and i, I mentioned oh doc hollywood is one of my favorite movies he goes that's my favorite movie i went oh. really and he goes yeah that's the movie that made me want to be a doctor and he is wow. it made oh, him incredible. a doctor <laughs> it's like, oh. just, and it's kind of that for the same thing it's like it's the and he was talking about this the other, like the other day and his wife is a doctor as well. We're friends with both of them. And, um, and it's like his wife runs a practice that is kind of like inspired in that same way. And that instead of running like a hundred people through a day, it's like, no, we have 12 people and we learn them and we learn their names and we talk to them and understand them and it's like and care for them. And, do, and he's like, he was talking just at dinner the other day because I mentioned we were doing it this week. And it's like, he was saying, yeah, the, the lost art of the house call, you know, when you yeah. knew everybody, mm. you, you knew the people. And it's like, and I think that's kind of what the underlying part of this message of this movie is, is the one is the slow down, but two, it's like we've, you know, in a world where even now, you know, put the internet into it as well, but we're just, everything's so big and I've lived in all these massive cities and you feel like you're just kind of lost in the sprawl that when you actually slow down and meet your neighbors and actually get to know people and get to know the town, it's got this, this quaint sort of sense of community that... At the same time, I'm like, I tell people, yeah, go out and explore the world, but it's nice also to be able to have this place to come home to. Cause like, I've bounced around the world my entire life. I don't really have a home. And so like, you know, I've been a year now in Texas and I go to like the Friday night football games and it's like, you go to the parades and, and this kind of thing of like this sense of community. And it's like, it's like, all right. Yeah. There's a real charm to that, you know, and that's, that's, that's what this movie shows. It's like, it's not looking down on anything. It's not looking up on anything. It's just presenting it as, Hey, you know what? If you just got on with your people and your neighbors, and that's that was your life, I'm like, well, that's not terrible.
3: Yeah, when you find out the, ta- the after that night where his his car is trash, you find out the entire town chips in to buy him a plane ticket, and it's like yeah. this movie is too. It's just it's saccharine. It's so sweet. Yeah, and
2: it's and it's, then it's he gets to LA and shot. it's fucking miserable. Yeah, I mean, you you got that shot where they're all there gathered, sort of waving him off. Yeah, and it's like there's the town. They do that exact same shot in Cars when he's like he's on the race and he tunes out and he pictures the entire town just looking at him like we love you and so <laughs> this movie you're right saccharine is the word but like i i'm like give me more Not in a ba- yeah i didn't mean it in a bad way hit I me mean, up with just, some it's... insulin and give it's me all so the sugar it, it, baby it it does,
3: like, I, like i often say it did nothing new but it did everything really well you know mm. it just felt like a warm blanket bethels you've seen we'll... this
2: movie before right
1: Yes. Yes. I saw this one at the theater as well. And, and, you know, having grown up in the South and having grown up in a small town, I, uh, I love this movie. And I, I live in a small town now. I live in a suburb north of uh, of Charlotte and we go to the little downtown festivals and we know all of our neighbors. <laughs> and we do, uh, you know, we cook for each other and, you know, I take them pies and we borrow things and it's a whole um, feeling. But I think the the moment that I really love in this movie and it's such a it, it's not part of the. It doesn't make a difference in the movie itself, but after the doctor, the crotchety doctor has his heart attack and Michael J. Fox saves him. And then he's in the hospital bed at the hospital and the next day. Mm-hmm. And all of the people from the town are there to visit him and they've brought pie and they, you know, he then yeah. throws it away. And I, yeah, Michael J. Fox <laughs> throws it away. But I, I think about those kinds of, of things, you know, you read articles about people who um, work with, at the end of life with people and, having um, done that with my mom, you think about what really matters in those moments. And I know it wasn't the end of his life, but it was it was a, a shock and it could have been. And, you know, everybody gathers. And at the end of the day, that is really it. That's all that matters. And that's what I think, you know, Ollie was saying that when you really do slow down, because I've lived in Los Angeles and I lived in Phoenix and I lived in Fort Lauderdale and these big kind of sprawling cities, and when you really do slow down and take a deep breath and and focus on the the love between people, mm-hmm. that is the only thing that really matters. And we don't do that anymore. And people don't in in general take the time to do that. And so that's what makes this such a lovable, lovely um, feeling movie, because that's yeah. possible. It's just we don't do it.
2: You reminded me just then, actually, because yeah, you see that scene when like all the the grandmothers, the various sort of like the at the beginning, they're probably yeah. like the like the widows, I suppose, is the way you know. There's the three ladies that are just living together at the end of life kind of thing, and um, they've all turned up with their baking. There's the one that goes, "I don't cook," um, but like it's the bit <laughs> yeah. right at the beginning when they are like Ben Stone, like you know, come come stay in this uh this this place right here, and as he's dropping them off, there's the three ladies and there, they're, they're stitching their their blanket or whatever, and I love the bit that the mayor goes. Oh, there's three of them. One of them's horny, but I'm not going to tell you which. Yeah. <laughs> and they say so when the man leaves, and then there's two, and then there's the one at the front going, "Would you like a cocktail?" Yeah, <laughs> I love so. hard at that. Perfect.
3: <laughs> yeah, they were they were great. And I for some reason when I saw this, I'm like, do they like do the four of them just like live in this house together? Do they live with Michael J. Fox in this house <laughs> no, they, now? Is like that their
2: life? <laughs> they dropped by, but I guarantee they all, the, all those ladies live in their house. That's the welcome my, my missus, I always, yeah. I joke about because my missus always talks about this so she talks about in the future how she's going to live in this sort of like um, house with her best friends like all the ladies are going to live together and my, and it's always like I never feature in any of these stories and my, my daughter goes yeah it's kind of sad <laughs> <laughs> like mom's always sticking around talking about this future that you're not in I go baby I, I must be dead or something and I'm like <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, statistics say that we will outlive you guys as women. So, because I have the same plan with my um, best friends, we're going to buy a plot of land and build like three or four tiny houses around a pool. And if I don't show up on the front porch by 10 a.m., come check on me and make sure the cat hasn't eaten my face. You know, like (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: it's a pretty solid plan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah we have the same thing we call it friendship row that's where we're all going to end up living in the you know that's like but the thing that's exactly it beth is that you realize you know same thing happened to me i spent 16 years running in one direction in television and then like when it came to an end came to a stop i came here i came to Texas, and it's the first time in my life since i turned 18 that i've slowed down and uh just it's it's and it does give you this whole interesting perspective and to think that it's just this quaint 90s movie that we're talking about yeah. with michael j fox but it, it but, does have this this massive heart to it and that's why i love this movie so much
3: the the michael j fox movie because i mean he had a run of similar ish movies yeah. to this and the one that was yeah. on hbo for all the success. time yeah, it was that one and then the one where he's he wants to be the hotel owner is it uh for the Lover, or Money, or something like that. Yeah, I think it was for Lover, Money. Yeah, which love I absolutely fucking love that movie. It's just your fast talking Michael J. Fox, and he's got dreams of building a hotel. And but he just he's so damn charming in these movies uh, that, like,
2: I love- he's he's maybe I mean we like Back to the Future is a movie we talked about. It's like you know there's lists of perfect movies, and I was watching the great behind the scenes. You know, of course, the famous part that it was uh, he came in to replace Eric Stoltz because it wasn't working after six weeks. And every time, like, so I, when I watch movies, the reason I love movies so much is they make me laugh in the same places. They make me cry in the same places. They make me so happy that I'm smiling so much that there's tears running down my eyes. Last night we were watching The Martian. That's another movie I consider a perfect movie. But, um, wait, I've lost track. We were talking about Michael, wait, I've lost track of Michael J. Fox being charming. Michael J. Fox being charming. I had a point. Oh, I've lost my point. But I'm talking about that there are, you know, when you're watching these perfect movies, it's just, it, it, it just elevates it all you know what i mean it really does yeah. take you to this this whole place and it makes you feel
3: so. are you so doing your nicole kidman amc theaters
0: monologue yeah right I, now? I do I this just is used. why we go to the movie yeah this <laughs> is <It says,
2: laughs> but this is why i do this movie podcast because it's things like this because doc hollywood is this is a movie that to me just it makes me happy it makes yeah. me feel happy now when you had yeah.
3: heard like when for me like bringing movies to the table when you had heard that like will will or will you hadn't seen this either right no, I haven't yeah, seen so it. When yeah, so when you find out that uh, Will and I have not seen this movie, and you're watching this, again, like, with that in mind, you're watching it weirdly through our eyes, even though we're not all together watching it. It's such a fun experiment, thinking, like, oh, th- what it are is, they going to think about this? Like
2: Part of me, a little bit, pe- like I said, you know, you know, like, Ryan, you've got, like, you you. got... It would have destroyed you if I hated this movie. If you'd hated this movie, I, didn't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. And it, it was just this little thing of, you just wrote, you know, I'm watching Doc Hollywood, and then... Twenty-five minutes later on the text thread, you go. I'm just so charmed by this movie. I was like, oh. "It's amazing."
0: And <laughs> <laughs> my barometer for the way you can tell if I like a movie, so I watch this movie for the podcast. Immediately went to Amazon and bought it on Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, like just nice. it just instantly, I was like, "Yep, I need to add this to my collection. It's mm-hmm. just that good."
1: Oh, I love you, exactly. Will. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was just I, that's that's how much I was like, I, "I'm going to watch this like 104 hundred okay. times. This is just great." All
1: right,
3: so this like, seems like a movie that was on all the time too. Like yeah i mean i I just never seen it you
1: know
2: yeah as a kid all right so so all right let's from that point then seeing as we've all agreed that the dark hollywood is a treasure and if you're at home and you haven't listened to this sorry i haven't watched this movie you should watch it it's lovely (laughs) Um, lovely
1: uh
2: so we've got to get into you know the, the reason we do the podcast is is why is the which one of these movies is is the most south carolina and it gets a little bit interesting because i mean one you've got shag which is completely shot myrtle beach and florence and georgetown it's like it's full on south carolina movie set in south carolina fully south carolina even with like confederate flag south carolina it's all (laughs) happening you've got swamp thing which is entirely shot in south carolina but the thing is like you never even think about it it, it's it's just a swamp and then you've got doc hollywood which is shot in florida it's near, near gainesville i believe is where it was shot but very actively you know set in south carolina when you're in the 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 they're talking about it Greedy. they've got the you're in the courtroom you know it's and they've got the accent all that kind of stuff going on and it for me feels very like beth was saying it feels very authentic that if you've ever lived like that so yeah. so where where do you guys want to kick off because shag's got a lot of south carolina <laughs> it's dripping yeah it's it's frothy
1: I'd like to point out that you, in our text chain, wrote this might be too South Carolina. <laughs> it's like, then, was,
2: oh
3: wait, that, I, that I might have said that. Did you say that? <laughs> I think Did I, you might say that? Say that. I might
1: have. <laughs>
3: I definitely thought it during this movie. I, this might be too South Carolina, but I mean, but you, I know we say that, but like, and yes, there are Confederate flags everywhere, but there are no. To be clear, there are no like racial overtones Not at all. in this movie at all. No. Just, there's just Confederate flags, which at the time they weren't. We just weren't, meant you were in South Carolina
0: yeah <laughs> um well there there is a there is a wait maybe i'm getting it confused this has a black maid in it though right this yes. did
2: have this the the only so, real black character in the entire movie was the maid working in a house <laughs> um that and then like but swamp thing pretty much the only black character in swamp thing was jude the young magical boy uh <laughs> who lives there uh and the <laughs> dark hollywood as well like i so said i love the um like the, the nurse and the mechanic. The, the, and the mechanics. That's fun. I love those guys. Yeah. And so and the they're like,
1: like the rapping the bees.
2: Yeah, the rapping bees. Oh my God. And it's that shot where he's like, I can't sort of pay any... He turns around, but he's in the bee costume. So he's like, "It's like this, yeah. like this shot. It's really well framed. I love this movie. It's a treasure."
1: Well, um, the, I mean, that character is introduced when the car wrecks, and he's sitting there with the Porsche. He's like, "Where's the engine?" It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking
3: funny. Yeah, it's like, Got you. I love I, the two of them are the great. Yeah. <laughs> That's what then, I said. Yeah. Every character in that movie is just utterly charming. Yeah,
2: because even so Ryan was worried because like, right at the beginning goes, "Oh, oh," it's like because there's the character like the I abstain character and he's just you know he's very well put. he's obviously gay right and so it, when it first turned up Ryan was like oh here we oh, go no we get-
3: that's not even that's not even what i was referring i know what you're talking about but no that's not even what i was thinking about it's when he first meets the um the three old gals they're like, oh, you're young and cute, and you're a doctor. How come you're not married? And one of them just says, like, oh, maybe he looks for love, that, like that. The, the love, love that and, we dare not woman. talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, and I was like, already,
2: you know. the thing is that when it comes into it, it's like you realize it's a really that. accepting town of just yeah. everybody's yeah. just, just yeah. friends. I'm like, that's again nothing. So to get back They're, to what we're trying to do, yeah, yeah, the South Carolina of this is we have, you know, our relative. Uh, our, our resident Carolina expert here is Bethel's. Yes. Where do you lean on this one? You've seen all three movies now. Which one makes you feel the most familiar? Yeah. On a scale it? of well, one to Swamp Thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and the crazy thing is, is I saw all of these movies um, as a young person. I grew up with all three of these movies. Um, however, you know, I hadn't seen Shag as an adult, so it was weird to go back and watch it as an adult um Shag is very South Carolina in its promotion of the dance. That dance is incredibly popular here. We we take shag lessons. You know, like we have all, a lot of people know how to shag, and it's something you do at weddings, and and you do it after the wedding too, Ollie. Um, um,
3: There's your soundbite. But I,
1: I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to, even though this was shot, and I'll tell you the town that it was shot in. It was. Uh, like McCanopy and Macintosh, I wrote it down in Florida, right outside of Gainesville. And the one town actually only has a thousand people in it. Um, Doc Hollywood feels the way my heart feels about growing up in a small town. Um, and I know that small town South is very, is imperfect and, and it's imperfect because it's made up of people, right? But um, it feels the way uh, my memory Mm. which we you know yeah. we we have we we remember things probably far more flowery and beautiful than maybe they were but it feels like what it felt like in 7th grade to be at the town fair and to you know go to the little local barbecue joint and you knew the waitress's name and she brought you your order before you ordered it Kind of thing and i i i loved that it transported me back to that feeling so i have to i have to say doc hollywood even though i'm mad it was shot in florida there are plenty of cute towns in south carolina
2: yeah i mean that's the thing because i mean literally you know to go back when we were talking about shag you have lived some of the scenes from that movie
1: oh yeah you know yeah. to the
2: point that you're like saying no i've literally even done that and i think that just leans into the sort of the charm of doc hollywood because I mean, that's the thing because I remember when I said I was going to do it and you texted you know, it's shot in Florida. And I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, but I know it's going to win. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, this movie yeah. is going to charm the pants of yeah. everybody. I, I was
3: going to say. Until that, Swamp thing I mean, came into the picture. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> I I was watching, I'm like, I really, I want Doc Hollywood to win because that is, like you said, my, my ideal vision for what I think that that feels like we always go. Ba- I always go based off feeling in these movies. I don't care where they're shot, yeah. but if it's shot in the state, that that does help. But I want this. I, I'm going to go with Doc Hollywood because that's what I feel is the most. Yeah. South yeah. Carolina. Like I want that. It's yeah. so ideal of what my vision of it would be. You know?
0: Will you say so a swamp thing, <laughs> <laughs> obviously swamp thing, you know, it's just, uh, I think we're all on the same page. You know, we're all in the same swamp on this one. <laughs> um, no, uh, no, I, I'm totally on, uh, on Doc Hollywood. Like I just, that, like you said, I just instantly fell in love with this movie, you know, the moment I saw it and I had avoided it for a while. Cause the poster, mm-hmm. you know, with Michael J. Fox, he's got like the sunglasses and the babes. I was just, I was thinking this was like a secret to my success, which is like, yeah. Hey, what if greed and all that is good, actually, like, don't even think about it. I think I thought it was going to be off. like one of those movies. <laughs> yeah, but then watching it I'm like, oh this is just this is just excellent. I just love everything about it. So uh, and I think this has that small town feel. Yeah, I say that living in Los Angeles literally. Yeah. My you know where I live is literally that plastic surgeon's office with the gals behind the frosted glass. Like every oh ten God. seconds, he's like, host.
3: they make it seem like he's going to play golf. Like between every patient he sees,
0: it's, yeah, <laughs> he's acting exactly. like, so every <laughs>
3: fucking crazy. Yeah. And the, the
1: fat sucking thing. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. God.
3: you can see, like to quote Joe Bluth, he's or he's like, I've made a huge mistake just yeah. seeing yeah. him in that <laughs> office. Just like, what have I done? Um, oh yeah, oh, that's great.
2: I'm so happy. I mean, the thing is, like I said, I I do feel like I may have stacked the deck. I I definitely knew I had an ace in the hole with this movie. And it's also like, you know, I've talked to the guys as well before when we were doing the Wyoming episode, is that when uh, the idea of this movie sort of like this podcast popped into my head is because, you know, I didn't move to America until I was, you know, 32. But I was raised on American movies. So for a lot of these movies, like when Ryan says, when we come to a sort of a state... I instinctually pick a movie that like I I picked the movie that taught me about that state in my head. You know, the movie that whenever I think about like this, I immediately think of that movie first because that's the way I grew up. I was obsessed with America, I was obsessed with them like you know, Hollywood, and and this was the movie that when South Carolina, so I knew that when I came up with the idea, I was thinking, well, Close Encounters, Wyoming, okay, that would work, South Carolina, all right, Doc Hollywood, all right, there's more than just California and New York, this idea would work. So This for me is a movie that I've loved since the moment I saw it, Um, so I'm so happy. So we're we're agreeing. This is a unanimous. All right, just you
3: just you can't now. Just don't think you can't pick this one also for Washington
2: when we do Washington. (laughs) you can't, can't double dip. there's no double dipping it's <laughs> florin. um so okay so the uh yes yeah, so the official movie for the united states of movie podcast to represent south carolina until such time as we go to swamp thing 2 or the sequel to shag shagging more um it's the movie that defines south carolina as a state now before we move on at this point we like to talk about the also rounds beth you had a long list you talked about the notebook already any other south carolina movies i mean um ryan before we started recording what were you watching at two o'clock in the morning days of thunder days of thunder we mentioned
3: that for north carolina like when i did when you when we search for movies that take place in like south carolina it still pulls up north carolina movies so i was like oh shit talladega nights like because i remember we talked about that for north carolina
1: it's because they were both shot at charlotte motor speedway um here in Ah. which charlotte motor speedway is actually in concord my hometown um But it's called Charlotte Motor Speedway. And then it's also shot at Darlington and Darlington's in South Carolina. So that's that's why the two. But the the one that I think is really random is James Cameron's The Abyss. I mean, it's so random that it was shot at like this abandoned nuclear plant, um, if I'm not mistaken, in Columbia, South Carolina. And it was all done there, which is Hmm. such a cool thing to me. But that's um, awesome. um, I mean, the notebook. It, I, I recommended that one just because it was shot in Charleston and and right out right outside of Charleston. And um, the only scene that took place, it, it, they shot it in January, which is weird because it's supposed to be this like southern like summer love thing. But you can tell they're they're blowing cold breath <laughs> as they're talking throughout the entire movie. Um, the only thing that wasn't shot in South Carolina it was because they had to do a reshoot. Is the beach scene, which is shot on a a beach in California. And I always thought it was weird because there were rocks. On the beach in that scene, and there are no rocks on any beach in in on the East Coast, really, or at least the Southeast. Um, yes, so, but those movie. were the. I love it, <laughs> guys. Any other? Movies <laughs> those were, were two of pick? the movies that are weird.
3: I was—we didn't. If we didn't pick the Notebook, our listeners would fucking riot. <laughs> so, so what did uh, we do? So we yeah. didn't pick the Notebook. Yeah. <laughs> we,
0: we chose the Riot. <laughs> um, we
3: I went mean, with Swamp Thing,
0: yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, we we had talked about Glory, which um, yeah, oh yeah, I'm perfectly happy to do because I love that movie. Um, but uh, but also I think I I kind of want to say that for like when we go come back around again, I, I thought
2: yeah that movie well, deserves a little bit was more. thrown around as well, wasn't it? Uh, Patriot, Patriot, yeah. which is Patriot,
0: yep. You know, which depicts the British how they are. I'll say that <laughs> 100 you know, um, percent accurate movie. We're um, the best. Um,
2: yeah, no, I think yeah. that's what I like is that you know we a lot very often we finish our debate and we go oh but where what movies yeah. can we bring to dethrone it? So I'm like you're right. I mean, glory. I, oh, I, Bethel's have got one.
1: Well, and Prince of Tides, Barbara Streisand,
2: oh,
3: mother's favorite movie. It's, it's that, it also shot in
1: South Carolina. Mm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. All right. That's why I love talking about this podcast with you know with, with other people, and they're like, "Oh, well, you know what? What movies did you pick for this state?" And they 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 just rattle off movies that I didn't even think of. It's so it's <laughs> so fun.
2: Well, that's why uh, for the people at home that have been reaching out on our Reddit, that have been reaching out on social media, Facebook, things like that, the people who are watching this movies with us is send us ideas we love it underneath the comments in my videos people are always saying oh when you get to this state you've got to do this movie when you get to that state do this movie Um, we really really do enjoy you guys uh, like uh, joining in on the conversation it does inspire us to then like you know dig deep and pick things like Swamp Thing to really educate you guys mm-hmm. on, on amazing movies um, the last thing we have to do are uh, well, right now if you're watching on YouTube hit that notifications button subscribe to the channel tell people about us if you're listening to us on your podcast like, rate, review us it really does help us um, tell your friends about us don't forget we also have some merch that's now available you can find yeah. a link on our Facebook and our Reddit to Ryan's Designs um, we have to put together a shagging Beth Troutman t-shirt yes that's gonna happen i can't wait (laughs) um beth as well you are a treasure you are such a movie nerd that i don't think i want to limit you to to just the carolinas you're welcome back on this show anytime you want to come play
1: Call me anytime because i am a movie nerd and i am the person who watches it with director's commentary and i will go and visit the houses that were shot where things were shot and i'm that i'm a goober
2: you are you're you're our Goober and we love it um so the last thing we have to do fellas um is to, to figure out where we're going next week um interesting West one, carolina uh, there's a there's a we're gonna go uh there's this movie this state actually i mean there's one very obvious movie that is the one that you know and i think iowa i always think this movie but i was getting into it there are some really good movies set in the state of iowa so we are going to iowa uh next week so get your thinking caps on we'll get there i'm sure the text thread's going to blow up in about 15 minutes time as we start doing our googling um but with that uh to everybody else at home uh thank you very much for watching for listening uh to the united states of movie podcast you can find me online ollie underscore pettigrew or that englishman in texas you can find will as entitled millennial like i said you can find ryan's designs on threadless rhino digital r-y-n-o digital and beth you've got your morning show in charlotte beth and beau right
1: Oh. yes good morning bt it's the number one show in charlotte you can find us on um if you want to anywhere in the world you can listen to us on wbt.com but if you're here in charlotte it's 11 10 a.m 993 3
2: fm Ooh, look she even did the radio voice Wallace. Wallace. <laughs> Wallace. Uh, well with that guys thank you what a great week as always brilliant movies i look forward to seeing you guys next week to get in this conversation to everybody else at home thank you for joining us for this episode united states of a Movie Podcast.